Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast number 37. It happens to be the last one for 2017, and we have a distinguished panel here, and you might be asking, where is here? Well, here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas, right outside of Houston. The panel that we have here this evening are, and we are blessed to have him here, he's our favorite policy writer, he's also a professional gambler, Mr. Steve Titch. As well as he's an attorney, he's a prosecutor. You get in trouble in Houston, you're going to get the book thrown at you. It's going to be thrown at you by Mr. Michael Cropper. And one of the smartest gentlemen that I happen to know. Of course, I don't know very many people. He is a trainer at a Fortune 500 company. We call him the professor. Robert Koshu is here. Before we get into this lesson... And it is uh, lesson number eight. It is out of Going Viral, The Birth and Advance of the Church. It's a Connect 360 publication. And we're going to be talking about Paul's first missionary journey. And speaking of journeys, I just wanted to regress a little bit and let you know where all this came from. Since this is kind of our wrap-up podcast for 2017, this started with the Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship here at Sugarland Baptist Church. It is a men's only adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school. We wanted we, we have such a good time, and we're not pastors, like we said in the opening. We're just regular guys, although sometimes we do have a pastor sit in. That's why this is so important. It is an opportunity for regular guys to talk spiritually with one another and discuss a Bible lesson. We figure that men are out there and you are maybe one of those guys that you're looking after your health, you're looking after your family, you're looking after your physical nature. Are you looking at your spiritual side? Well, for one hour or approximately that, we are going to help you and by going over this lesson. We have a Facebook page is called Man-Up. You can find us on SoundCloud under Man Up, or we're also on iTunes, and to find the right Man Up, because there is a lot of them, search Man-Up Bill Cox, and you'll find the right one. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go around the room, let the panel introduce themselves, and give a brief overview of the lesson. I will read the scripture, and then we will have a panel discussion as well. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start out with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, uh, we're doing Paul's first missionary journey. And uh, when I prepared this lesson, um, I was immediately what came to mind was a particular sub-genre. Usually they're war movies, sometimes they're spy movies. But the genre, of course, is, like our lesson today, Men on a Mission. And you might remember the Dirty Dozen. Yes, <laughs> my favorite movie. The gun, I knew I'd hit something. <laughs> the Guns of Navarone. Yeah. Guns of yeah. Navarone. Excellent movie. Love uh, that. You know, the Mission Impossible movies themselves. And you know, there's a what, what's what's fun about this is that there's a structure they all follow, 
and it usually begins kind of first the mission's outlined at least your the audience is told what these this team is supposed to be doing then they assemble the team and that's always a bit of excitement as who's gone board the characters set off on their mission they have some early successes uh, they they infiltrate where they have to go maybe they get a plan or an important part but then they begin to face more challenges and in good ones like guns of never own the characters begin to have conflict they begin right. to have different objectives right. Plans change. Things get messed up. The plans go wrong. A contact doesn't show up. Somebody gets killed. Then, you know, there's suspense and near escapes until finally at the very end they have success, and that's usually in the movies accompanied by lots of explosions. Um, right. But, right. you know, this, 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 this first missionary journey follows that outline pretty well, as we will see. <laughs> Very good, Steve. Kids. Nice, Michael Cropper. Well, I can't follow that. Gosh, <laughs> right, right. I mean, we have Steve here, Stitch. Stitch, Stitch. Right. Telling us about about a very, very worldly view of the Bible. Right. <laughs> and comparing it to movies where World War Two and World War One and, and missions and missions. But I do like the idea that you're that that you're. You're slanting toward Mission Impossible. Because <laughs> as we will see, that, and, and my, my point was this, and, and here again we're going to get to look at a chance of the, the missionaries, uh, Paul and Barnabas, when they're appointed to be missionaries, before they ever call missionaries, uh, go out and once again they try to preach the gospel back to the Jewish people again. Their hearts are number one. They are Jews. And they want to start out preaching the word of God again that God has given to them about Jesus to the Jews, and, and once again, it's rejected. So uh, I, I can kind of look at that, and I can see that where Steve's comparing that in a way. It is a very interesting comparison. Right, right. Professor. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I look at it, and, and boy, it's a great comparison. And I think about it, it somewhat mirrors our faith journey. Because a lot of times we become Christians and we have early successes uh-huh. as Christians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We, we can throw things away. We can walk away from things. And then we really get, we start having struggles and we start having things. And sometimes we have conflict with that. You know, we may have conflict with friends that we had before. You know, sometimes our spouses even. You know, and others, and as it moves forward, so this this is going to be an interesting journey. I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, and it is, and we're co- coming from the from Acts, and the focal text is Acts thirteen one through six, uh, thirteen through fifteen, and forty two through fifty two. Now there were in Antioch in the church that there was there prophets and teachers Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Manane, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went uh, down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they reached Salamis, they began to proclaim the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews, and they also had John as their helper. 
When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they found a magician, a Jewish false prophet, whose name was Bar-Jesus. <clears throat> now Paul and his companions put out to sea from Paphos and came to Perga in Pamphylia. But John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But going on from Perga, they arrived at Pisidian Antioch, and on the Sabbath day they went into the synagogue and sat down. After reading of the law and the prophets, the synagogue officials sent to them, saying, Brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say it. <coughs> As Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people kept begging that these things might be spoken to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the meeting of the synagogue had broken up, many of the Jews and of the God-fearing proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, were urging them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowd, they were filled with jealousy and began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and were blaspheming. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, since you repudiate it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles, for so the Lord has commanded us. I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being spread through the whole region. But the Jews incited the devout women of prominence and the leading men of the city and instigated a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district. But they shook off the dust on their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> it's funny how, now, once you'd said that about the war movies, how this really did fit into that. You're absolutely right. They did have a little bit of early success. Mm -hmm. But then they ran up against the real uh, persecution the real challenge. And I, I think that they had to force the Jews to make a decision whether they were going to accept them or not. I, and I, I, and I, I really feel that, that they really need, especially Paul with his background being Saul and being part of the Jewish faith, a leader, he had to have them make a decision before he turned his attention mm -hmm. to the Gentiles. I, I, re, I really feel no that. Question. Their, their, and their method of their MO was to go to the synagogue first. That's mm -hmm. as you were saying, um, as Mike was saying. Uh, that, was their, that was probably their, their plan. Um, we're we're going to get over to Cyprus, to Salamis, and we're gonna, the first thing we're going to do is going to go down to the, to the synagogue and preach the, preach the word. Apparently they did not run into any resistance on Cyprus. Um, though they, the the section that that's and, until they get to Paphos, yes, and, and that's and that sections we, we skip over, but they they convert the the proconsul, essentially mm -hmm. the the I guess it would be a provincial governor. Or, yeah, he was kind of the um, governor of Cyprus. Uh, right. So he was a yeah. Roman. He was a Roman, and and so they're they're reaching kind of high and low. And yes, this this magician, of course, is jealous. Uh, what what Paul does at this point. Bar Jesus tries to tries to 
um, I guess it's, uh, let me get some names right here. Uh, uh, it is Sergius Paulus, who is the proconsul of Bar Jesus, also known as Elemis, who is the magician, and he's the advisor to Sergius and uh, tries to turn the proconsul back. And Paul, invoking the Lord, invoking Jesus, temporarily blinds Bar Jesus. Uh, no, no real relationship between the names. It's, uh, and uh, the, the magician is temporarily blinded, and thus the proconsul sees the, you know, who, who's got the power in this, uh, in this equation. So he, and I presume he, he, he maintains his, uh, his Christianity. Uh, so, so yeah, they, they actually do quite a good job on Cyprus uh, before heading off to uh, what is now southern Turkey. You know what's amazing to me is the fact that they were sent. It, it says um, they were at, at, at Antioch in the church. Um, and while they were ministering to the Lord and Father, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And they prayed, they laid their hands on him, and then they sent him away. You know what I find interesting in this? Who sends out the first missionary journey? It's Antioch. It's not Jerusalem, which is where the church started. Now, of course, they've scattered a little bit from Jerusalem because of the persecutions and stuff. But in reality, they get scattered, and it's the Greek church, because Antioch was most definitely a Greek church compared to the other church. Right. That sends out the first missionary journey and commissions the first missions and sending them out. Which, but they're also interesting. they're also as we brought up in our class. They're they're wise and the spirit moves them. They, yes, they select a Jew. Yes, they select two Jews. Is that like well, they sl- of, and and not only that, but the Jew of the Jews. Uh, yes, yeah, so, 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 <laughs> as Paul referred and, to and himself. Yes. <laughs> um, so they they are they are, you know. They're not. They're not coming in as the other guys, right? Uh, and um, uh, and but what's also interesting though is that the, the the minister, the the the, the praying, the fasting, um, and it is that's very much what a. I don't know if you've been on any of the the, the many minister selection minister search committees we've got going. But we, we add, you know, and I don't mean I, I don't mean to sound facetious about it. But that's what we do. Um, yeah, I, I no. that's what they. Do. I've not been on. Them yeah, no. But I, it's it's I, a, it's I've a been way on the receiving end of those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, been a way of discernment um, right. that's happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and and not only that, but going back to your movie analogy, it starts out with the gathering of the troops. Yes. and then. And then from the dirty dozen, I, I'm sorry, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, one of my yeah, favorite movies. Like, well, it's the guys. I mean, it's a guy from the a favorite one of them. Well, Kelly's Heroes. What are yeah. there? Oh, I love that yeah. one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but this is the this is the training. This is the preparation, because one of the things that we have to do anytime we're going to go out on mission is prepare. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we do. I've been on several of our mission trips with our young people. Right. And, you know, believe it or not, we prepare. Right. You know, it may not be much more than one or two Sunday afternoons, depending on the trip and the length of the trip and all of that, but we prepare. You know, e- even if, I mean, we did, we worked with, and I always get the name of this, but it, it is a um, 
family women's shelter, Gracewood, mm -hmm. that our church has worked with right. for quite a bit. And my group was the, I, we took seventh graders and ripped the wall out was to make a big room. No, no, this was just re yeah. renovation. Oh, yeah, right. renovation. Okay. We basically, and you know, and, and what was the prep? Well, we sat, we prayed, we talked. Davey called me up. He was our youth minister at the time. This is back when he was there for a time. Okay, so we're going to rip a wall out. Do you have tools? <laughs> Do I have tools? <laughs> I'll even go buy extra tools. <laughs> but, it was, but it was prep. It was preparation. And I think one of the things that guys are really good at is recognizing that we have to have a mission, but a lot of times we tend to skip the preparation part of it. And we want to jump, because we're action guys. We want to jump into action. You know, part of the whole deal with the Dirty Dozen, I love they did this. They had to train, yes. and none of them wanted to. Right. right. They wanted to go out just, and do what they were going to do, and Lee Marvin, you know, had to convince them to train properly. <clears throat> right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not volunteering for this. I'm being volunteered. Exactly. Yes. Right. And, you know, and, and as men, in this podcast is a fine, is a prime example. We planned it. We planned it before we started it. Now we are thirty seven podcasts into it. This is our last one for two thousand and seventeen, but we have two weeks to really think about the planning of where it's going to go. What are we What are we doing? In what are we doing in in two thousand eighteen? We know we're going to do it, but. How are we going to use this as a mission, you know, and mm -hmm. and the and the effectiveness of getting it to to men out there, you right. know? So well, and and it and it sometimes it's fun, and and one of the things <coughs> I didn't want to do tonight was reflect. So I'll take a moment just to kind of reflect because we did we we've been on kind of a journey with this podcast. Right. Is we threw out there. So so I remember one Sunday we're doing Sunday school and Bill throws out, "Hey, we're going to do a podcast," and we all mm -hmm. said, "Okay." Sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> Wednesday, yeah. 7 o'clock, show up. Yeah, yeah show up. And, sure. and we'll just rehash the lesson. And okay, at the time we were doing the uh, Life at Work, we were at the very end of Life at right. Work. Right, right, the John Maxwell Yeah, the John Maxwell right. And so we kind of wrapped that up with that. It was basically taking your faith and how to take it to the workplace, which, by the way, I am going to plug our pastor. January 9th, the first Sunday of January after the new year, he is starting a sermon series on your faith at work. At work, yes. And, and yeah. I saw that and I, I was like, that. oh, you got to right. be kidding me. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is just amazing. So, you know, please, Sugar Land Baptist Church, we are streamed live on Facebook. Yes. And through our YouTube and channel. YouTube. Yeah, and YouTube. Just go right to the Sugar Land Baptist yeah. Church. And it's amazing and because I'm on the tech team, so let's go ahead and keep the plug being going. <laughs> yeah. We started that probably pretty close to the time we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. We are up to 30-some per week that watch just on the YouTube. That's not even counting because we, we don't count or, or, or I, I haven't, they haven't been told how many have watched it through the live stream on Facebook. But that is something in order to get 30-some. Yeah. Yeah. Had your, had your live stream. <coughs> You know, so we finished that up, and we were kind of like, okay, what are we going to do? We'll just keep going through the lesson. Then we got into Genesis. And, and I think we all had this moment in the, when we were looking at starting Genesis, and we all kind of went, how in the world are we going to talk for 30 minutes, for an hour, 
about some of this stuff in Genesis. And, and I don't know about y'all, but I think we didn't have enough time. Sometimes. <laughs> some of a lot of lessons. lessons. Right. And, we could spend a lot more time on each lesson. Well, well yeah. and see, that's the thing about it is, one thing about men, you have the opportunity to bring it from your point of view to other men. Okay? That, in one way... That narrows the focus because you're taking you're you're not concerned about the the women's side the children, but you're you're also putting a different type of focus on it from a leadership perspective. Right. As leaders of the family, leader of your circle of influence, how are you going to process this information and use this to not only better yourself but better the flock? that you are leading. And I think that, that, that puts a definite filter on this information that we mm-hmm. discuss every week that no, no other place looks at, you know, well, for and, one hour. And it's funny you went that way because we went from, from Genesis, <coughs> we went into a series of studies on called to serve. And we mm-hmm. really focused mm-hmm. on leadership and service in that time frame and it enabled us to do that now we're in the middle of this going viral and doing a lot of allusions to growth and journey and Mm -hmm. spirituality and how it moves forward and so it's been an interesting journey as we talk about journeys here for us as a as a group as we move through this 2017 with these podcasts, something that, you know, he threw out there for fun, and little did we realize. <laughs> Actually, the, the, you know, Bill has been searching for a manner to project the class out. Right. Remember, you already started, right. started I remember the videos that. at first, um, and that did not sit well, but the podcast sat well. And, and, podcast, I mean, so right. it's not like it's just... It's like they had been praying and seeking the Lord's will. Well, Bill kept trying new stuff, and you don't find sometimes you don't find unless you experiment, mm-hmm. right, guys? And that's no what question Bill's about been, it. Bill has been looking for something to do with the men for two years, and well, Robert's and I, back teaching young people now on Sunday nights, and of course Steve has his own class. But Bill's always looking for some way to project the class and the message that Jesus is Lord as applied to men and their opinions. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, and the thing about it is with men, and, and this is an assumption that I have, and, and I think it's basically true. We are all busy. We are all busy. We carve out what little time that we can to do a little self-enrichment. The podcast, it works for me because I can come up here and we can just record it. And... Anybody that wants to listen to it, they can listen to it while they're driving, they're exercising. I, I, I was going to say, I actually, yeah, I actually listen to the podcast usually on Thursday night driving home from work. Now, I have an hour drive, mm-hmm. but it's just the right length of time where I could listen to half of it going to work on Friday and the other half coming home versus doing it all in one sitting. And, it, and, and it's not only for, for our benefit that it works that way, but it's for the other's benefit, too for our listeners because it gives them something that they can try to g- grasp and listen to and pay attention to and get get some leadership perspective from a spiritual standpoint and take a look and see because you know I'm I'm like you I'm always looking for scripture is not it scripture and study of the bible is not 
it's good for reading, but if I can't take this and go do something with it in my life, mm-hmm. there's not a point. And, and that's really what this is about, is taking and doing something with it. And this is... Well, the lessons are the same, but they mean they have a different uh, meaning when I was a teenager or in my 20s yeah, yeah, or yeah. as an adult mm-hmm. father with I, a couple of children. I, I have a question for you. Because you and I are the only two that, well, no, Mike has too experience this and, and I ask Mike as well. Do you view these Bible studies differently now that your children are grown than you did when your children were younger? Yes. And before children too. Oh yeah, 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 right. It is definitely as you grow older you look at it completely different, a little bit different each time. Because I know Steve, the Steve has a teenage change. son, because I, I teach him. And I guarantee you, you and I have best, very much a different perspective. example of that is, is and I, it might have been it might have been Phil or Chris who, who came out with this, but depending on how, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan, not the Good Samaritan, parable of the, of the uh, prodigal son. Right. Depending where you are in life, you identify with certain different characters. <laughs> no that question was about it. That was Chris. No question about it. And, 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 uh, but but that, that's another lesson for for another day. But but right. but yes, you you. But it's like that. You see you you see different perspectives. You know you might in you know one one you know our age we can see what Paul is doing now and 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 his and actually there's a change in leadership here. It's subtle. This is. Where, where Barnabas, yes. I, Barnabas actually goes to get Saul <coughs> from mm-hmm. Tarsus. It's, it's, it's interesting. It coincides with where the text begins to call Saul Paul. After I, I was going to say this right, is where right. this is where that switch occurs, and, and it also comes with the gentle because because it's not it's not it's, he had both names. It, one's the Latin version that he went around that that, that essentially the his, the Gentiles knew him as Paul. The Jews knew him as Saul. So right. when, he was, when he was down in, in Jerusalem, he was Saul. When he was out in the provinces, he really went by Paul. And, and as you see, they, they hear in this text, we learn that they've, they've said, well, we're going to go to the Gentiles. We're going to shake the dirt from our feet. That isn't in this part of it. Um, but we're, gonna, we're going to bring light to the Gentiles now. Um, and he's Paul. Um, but also the, the transition, Barnabas... Pretty much was was, was behind this, the establishment of the Antioch Church. He was he was pretty much there. Um, he was he was sent from Jerusalem to get the get the church together and organize it. Um, they decide to set up this mission. He goes up to Tarsus to get Saul, and um, somewhere along the line, maybe because of Paul's pure strength of personality, he is now the point man. Um, it seems they're both dealing with the with the at the synagogue here, but but slowly, Paul takes leadership, um, and uh, and actually, there's that's part of the conflict. He and Barnabas have have a little bit. They continue on the missionary, but there's a lot. There seems to be implied friction because. Uh, well, for one, later on, if, if we, I don't know if we studied the second missionary journey, Paul doesn't take Barnabas or John Mark. Um, secondly, he does tend to write, he does write in the epistles about, you know, he's had a little bit of friction with Barnabas and, and that. But uh, in the end, he, he kind of, he, he's, later his epistles in Timoth- Timothy, he's writing very nicely about, 
about John Mark and conveying his his best wishes and 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 prayers to him. And, and but but that, nonetheless, there's this change of and and this is the change of leadership. Let's I I, I digressed a bit, but this whole idea of sometimes. Sometimes the number two guy becomes the number one guy, and that that can that can can create some problems. Well, and and there, there's a leadership principle here, mm-hmm. and the leadership principle is it's the right leader at the right time. When the church first started in Jerusalem, it needed Peter. It it, need, mm-hmm. it needed the fiery, think before you speak, rugged fisherman kind of guy. Now it's time for the church to expand and go to the Gentiles and the Greek-speaking world. And Peter, for all of his positives, was not a quote-unquote educated man and could not speak the language of the educated men. So now you take Paul, who, Sanhedrin, Roman citizen, and Roman citizen actually very much plays into it, who can go out and lead the church at that point. And speak many languages. And speak like many, said. yeah. Whatever and and do, so absolutely. you're getting, so it, it's a change of leadership that's a principal leadership that is the right leader at the right time. And so that, I think that's one reason why you're seeing this occur. And I think Barnabas' problem here somewhat was, I don't think Barnabas was quite, I thought Barnabas thought maybe he was going to be the guy who was going to be the leader. But Paul had the sheer force of personality, like mm-hmm. he said at that point that could come up. And so now you've got a transition in leadership in the church going on as well. At the same but I, I also think that there's certain personality types. He was a lightning rod for the Jews. He was used to being that lightning rod. Mm-hmm. He liked to be the point man. And I think once he was ready, he was ready. He was not equipped to be a number two. Oh, Paul Paul was That's Paul was a type A yeah. type A personality leader. Absolutely. He he probably was in line. My bet is Paul would have been in line to be high priest. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah, I absolutely yeah, he, I, I absolutely you know, agree with that. that. That he would have been in line to be high priest except for that whole Christianity yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right, right, right. That whole turn on the Damascus road. Right. Yeah. right. But that's but right. yeah because look where, look who he was. He was the he was the go-to guy they sent out mm-hmm. to go round the Christians up. You know, we talked about that a couple of lessons ago. We think he volunteered. Right, right. I think it was so gung ho. I think it was both. He was a zealot. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think it was he volunteered, but it was also okay. Good. Now we got our gut. Now we. I think they were may have been starting to think. Okay, we got to send somebody to go get this. Probably needs to be Paul, and then Paul, I'm there. I am yeah. your guy. <laughs> right, and, and he's from. I mean, you, you you can you can extrapolate. He probably knew. I mean, he was from Tarsus, which is in Turkey. He probably right. knew the territories somewhat. He might have known dialects, or or um, there, there's this whole bit where you know again, it's it's debated, kicked around. But they they land at Perga and then go immediately. They don't stick around there for some reason, and and we don't never know the reason. They they go they go from they go from Perga to, right on the coast, to, south coast to, to, um, to Antioch and Pisidia. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they don't stay here, and we don't know why. I mean, was it just not? There, there's, there's speculation. There might have been a flu outbreak that that uh, Paul may have taken ill and needed to get. But nonetheless, you know, he's he's we we again we can we, we can 
extrapolate that he knows the territory. He knows there's a great synagogue. Let's just go up there. Um, the Spirit, of course, was leading them at the same time. And, and of course, here's where they established the Galatian church. They begin, which, which, which later on... Um, but to your point, uh, uh, yeah. Robert, is that, you know, down through 2,000 years, he, he writes with such great clarity. You mm -hmm. look at the letters, and, and especially in modern translations, um, the, the language is still very clear. It's very clear what Paul's talking about. Um, it doesn't require, they're not, the, the letters, I, I would say Romans has a lot of difficult theology in them, but, <laughs> but it's not difficult to read. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you, it's, 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 he, he speaks in you know, short sentences. <laughs> he writes in short sentences. Well, he moves that, and it, it's very much, it's very much a, the right guy at the right time. Mm -hmm. As he moves forward, and he he really does. He he jumps out on this mission as he starts taking. And I, I love the symbolism here at the end when they they literally shake the dust off their feet mm -hmm. at the Jesus. Jews. And and it's really it's a turning point of the church that's going to really bubble up in next mm -hmm. week's lesson because it's literally when the church says, you know what, forget it. We're not going to the synagogues anymore. We may go, but it ain't our focus. Mm -hmm. You know, because up until this point, they were 100% sold on go to the synagogue, go to the synagogue, go to the synagogue. That's the people where we are here. They have to come in through the synagogue. We want to get them through the synagogue. They all turn out. I mean, that's, yes. again, we, we, we didn't get, again, it's kind of, um, it's kind of skipped over, but they get, they get this invitation in verse 15. Brethren, you have a word of expectation. Come in. They, they are invited in. And and they and that first that first Sabbath, it's so exciting. They're they're followed out. People are hey, wait, wait, don't leave. Tell us more. And the next Sabbath, yeah, it's here. They the the crowds come in, not just Jews but Gentiles. They get this mm -hmm. huge. Right. I mean, the doors are. I mean, and you know, uh, you can imagine. You know, it's it's sad because if you're if you're in maybe the difference is because because Judaism wasn't ministerial. I mean, imagine, imagine if, imagine if a pastor gave a speech, gave a, gave a sermon on one Sunday, and the next day they were packed out the doors to hear more of what he was saying. That would be right. great for for their church. Um, unfortunately, as as these these guys say, well, apparently the, the word is falling on deaf ears here. Yep. Let's but the Gentiles, the <laughs> for the first time, they're being included. Yes. yes. And, and and they were actively thirsting. sought out. I, I I really think the the Jews' approach to the Gentiles was, if you happen to stumble into the church, okay, we'll take you. Uh, and I but, but I, they were separate. No, they, I think they. Re, I mean, I think they even separate. resisted. They, further than that, I think they, they even yeah. resisted what, what them. But, but they for path? sure weren't going out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, wasn't there a belief at that time that you had to be a Jew first before you could come to Christ? Well, that was yes. that was right. that was right. the whole debate. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, yep. and, and then so he's he as you stated, Paul is mm -hmm. making this very clear to them. Mm -hmm. There is not an intermediate step to mm -hmm. become a Jew first. But you can go directly right. to Christ yourself, and that's why. Pardon me, they're so excited, um, and uh, and they are. In, in addition to this, they are hearing something, the Gentiles, something that is just rocking their world because the the, the religions at the time 
were woefully inadequate. I mean, that, I'm not talking about Judaism was probably the most developed in terms of monotheism. The rest of the world was kind of like us. That's what you know. They have they have gods of everything. You know, they have right. gods that's a, of nothing. That's a that's a great comparison yeah. for a future life. <laughs> yeah, life. yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely yeah, they you're had, correct. They had they had they had, they had nothing. They, right. They had nothing really solid. And here comes a guy and says, "You can have." You can be you you and they understand they understood the notion of sin they understood the notion of of what well they their gods were 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 very much <laughs> just giant humans the the Avengers of our the Avengers yeah, of the right, time right superheroes and supervillains um here they got this whole message that no that's not what it's about at all and that there is salvation and there's this relationship and I think. You know, this the the world was ready for it at this. Yep. The, certainly, the Western world, that uh, this Roman Greek Western world, which was both founded both on reason and 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 a certain degree of of faith. Um, and this this I think rocked. And this is I think why why so many churches got established so quickly. Um, Absolutely agree. That uh, it's something that could be identified with that people cared about. Mm-hmm. And also, you got you got to consider this. The change in the lifestyle, it went from being a nomadic uh, lifestyle to be more um, in urban, urban when areas, this, whereas the synagogues starting were... Starting right now is when you're starting to get your first major cities. Rome, oh, you know, make, really yeah, large cities. Metropolis, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, right. Central, I mean, the idea of, you know, the, 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 the rural feeding the... The cities, the, the right. cities that, that kind of cultural entertainment and political centers, mm-hmm. um, and and also you know nobody believed. Nobody, I don't think anybody really believed when the emperor died he became a god. I, I think I, I think I agree that, with that. that's and unfortunately, I mean they, they the Romans I mean different different emperors approached it differently, um, and and you know and, and there was ended up being persecution because that the Christianity ran headlong into that issue. But I don't think in Perga or or Antioch at Pisidia, they really, they gave lip service to this, this stuff, but any more than you or I believe that, you know, um, you know, whatever Tom Cruise does is important, or whatever whatever Fox News says is important, is important. See, you know, these, 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 these deities that are presented to us. Right. And, you know, we may go along because, oh, it's an interesting reality show for now. Right. Oh, they're an icon. <laughs> they're an icon to who? Yeah. And you, so, you know, yeah, the, but, they threw around these terms. Um, it means nothing. Yeah. So, but, so, so this is, and, and so this is what, what this was, I think. And, uh, um, well, there, there, there we are. And I think that's, that's, it, it was lip service who, mm-hmm. to be, it was lip service because you didn't want to make the gods angry. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all it was. Mm-hmm. Th- this concept of having a relationship with mm-hmm. God or being saved or God sacrificing for us mm-hmm. or God caring about mm-hmm. us. Um, the ancient polytheism, the gods were viewed as very petty mm-hmm. and very... Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, we, we were their playthings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, right. not mm-hmm. something that you would sacrifice mm-hmm. for and care about. And right. I think that's where mm-hmm. Judaism was totally mm-hmm. different. And, and it is, it le- led to, I guess, like you're thinking, an empty, basically an emptiness that somebody seeks to fill. And 
human nature is, and I know Mike has seen this probably more than anybody else, human nature is such that we're going to seek ways to fill that human nature with something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No matter what. Right. 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 Yes. right or wrong. That's no, correct. And, uh, we'll and, and, him and he sees the wrong side of what happens. And, well, and, and more often than not, I think yeah. men are more susceptible than, than anything to that because we hide it so well. We'll, we'll, we'll hide the emptiness. Mm -hmm. We'll go out of our way to hide it. But then we will find a way to fill it on our own. Yes. With yeah. good or bad. With good or bad. Well, we're coming down to the end. And this has been a great discussion. Not only this particular discussion of Paul's first missionary journey, but also a little bit of background of how we created this class and the podcast where we've been this first 37 podcasts and where we're going next year. If you have any ideas of where you'd like to see us go, please feel free to go to Mandash Up on our Facebook page, or you can follow us on Twitter yep. under Man Up. Yep. We also, of course, are on SoundCloud where you can hear all of the previous 36 lessons. And, of course, we're on iTunes. One more time, we're going to go around and get uh, not only uh, maybe a summary, um, but a uh, Christmas wish and uh, some final words from each of the panelists. Going to start with the, uh, with the professor. Yeah, I, I want to take one of our normal panelists. Could not be here this evening, Kyle Trahan, our deacon. Uh, and deacon. He, he wanted to wish all of our listeners a Merry Christmas. And I'm just going to I'm going to follow with that and wish them all as well a Merry Christmas and a very prosperous New Year. Uh, this is the season. This is the time. And in case you don't know, this is the point where in human history, the promise of Emmanuel, God with us, becomes the Word became flesh. Is the intersection of that? Every everyone gives me a hard time because my favorite Christmas. Bible verse is in John. <laughs> John 1. <laughs> in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God and the Word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. Jumping wow. several verses down, the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. Yes. And that is, that, is, that is the meaning of this. You know, it, it's fun. Um, if you follow me, if you see me on Facebook, I'll probably put it out on the Man Up page. I will apologize up front to all of my hosts. But it's the reason. It's not the reason you wear stupid clothes like I did to work yesterday. Right. It it is it is because the word became flesh, and this begins. You know, we we do Advent here because it intersects with the church year. That if you grew up in an ecclesiastical tradition, the beginning of the church year is Easter. That builds to. I'm sorry. The beginning of the church year is Advent. That builds to Christmas. That builds into the Epiphany, which is the wise men coming that takes you to Lent, that takes you to Holy Week and Easter, and then Pentecost for the church. And that is the reason. This, this is the start of God's real redemptive work with mankind. And it happened because of the baby in the manger. Excellent. Michael Cropper. He just taught the whole Bible there. <laughs> right, right. And that's why he's the professor. That's our professor. Not everybody will identify with that. That's why we have a panel and yeah, not one guy. Steve took them all too and rolled it out there. Right, 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 right. I will say this. I had other thoughts to convey, but 
don't know. If I, you I, don't I, mind I on Robert, what, what you said, Robert. Um, this is the time of the season, folks. If you have not, if you're joining us and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you may go to Luke 2 and read what we're about to celebrate here at Christmas. And since mm -hmm. you brought that up, Robert, Luke 2 is the story of the birth of Christ, I believe. And uh, yep. it's, it's absolutely a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, story. Uh, much like the story day we had where Paul and uh, Barnabas go out. Uh, they don't know what's going to happen, but they're going to go out and preach the gospel. And uh, they're rejected. And they that doesn't stop them. In fact, that probably gets them more excited than ever. And they preach it again. And Paul takes over. And, and folks, in the previous lesson we had seen, Paul was actually told by Ananias when he was approached by Jesus Christ, on the, uh, on the road to Damascus, he said, I'm going to call you, and you are going to be the, the uh, you're going to carry my name to the Gentiles. Ananias specifically told him that he was going to carry his name to the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. So while Paul and Barnabas try, tried their best to reach the Jews first with the gospel and message of Jesus Christ, then the Holy Spirit led them to go ahead and present it to the Gentiles. And, and as I said, yes, this is what Christmas is all about. This is the beginning of it. And it's a wonderful time of the year. And I, too, wish to wish every one of you a Merry Christmas as well. Excellent. Steve Titch. I'm going to roll it right back to, to where we started. Um, certainly a Merry Christmas to all uh, and a Happy New Year. And in this you know coming year, um, if you're out there, think about you know your own missionary service. And this doesn't mean getting in a boat like Paul and Barnabas did. Uh, you can find uh, missions right in your own neighborhood. Uh, your church probably doesn't. We here at Sugarland Baptist have, as, as, as Robert mentioned, uh, Women's Shelter. We have uh, East Fort Bend Human Needs. I think we serve them. Do we serve them? Yes. Uh, help serve them. Habitat for Humanity. Um, all of all, all those types of... of of That's all uh, programs are probably local or near local, no matter where you're based. Uh, uh, and we also um, out there, if you are if you are a church member, certainly look at where where you might serve and build on that. Um, uh, perhaps you might be ready prayerfully to to go to a, a Central America or a or a, or or an Africa with your church. Perhaps on a church mission. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly prayerfully. Uh, consider all of that, um, and certainly I will also like to remember in our in our prayers those missionaries who are certainly now in dangerous spots, who who literally like our our our, our examples today uh, did put their lives on the line for their faith, and they still do that to this very day. So our prayers with them and our thoughts with them in this uh, Christmas season. Oh, outstanding. And I, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And I, I just want to uh, reiterate about uh, missions. And our late pastor, Dr. Pastor Phil Leinberger said, we can send paint and paintbrushes down uh, to a mission field. But if you send someone with paint and a brush, you change lives, not only there but the people themselves. And I hope you take the opportunity to do that. My name is Bill Cox, and one of my missions is this. I hope that you're out there, that you're in good health, that you're a leader of your family. But understand this, 
you're a man and I care and this panel cares about your soul, about your faith. And that's why we are here weekly recording this podcast. And we want to encourage you to join a Bible-based church. If you're in Sugarland, Texas, visiting or in the Houston area, come out and visit us at the Man Up Adult Bible Fellowship, Sugarland Baptist Church. Or join one yourself. And if there is not one available, start one. Merry Christmas to you and yours. On behalf of Man Up, my name is Bill Cox. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will start up again in 2018. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.